What's happening? It's Young Hove and you're listening to Reviews and Done with your host, Derek Dunn. Hey, yo, Dunn, son. Start the show. <laughs> What up, world? Once again, it's Derek Dunn, back with the latest edition of I call Flashback, a.k.a. Throwback Album Reviews. Now, if you're not familiar with that, you guys know I like to find an album from my childhood or my teen years, bring on a guest, and just um, listen to the album with adult ears or, you know, sometimes, as I say, grown-ass man ears. So my guest today is a gentleman that I've had the pleasure of knowing through Facebook for seems like 20 plus years, but it's only been the last decade. Um, I haven't had the pleasure yet of meeting him personally, but I consider him a friend. Um, when my son was going through chemo, I asked for a donation, you know, no questions asked, he helped me out. Um, this guy will argue you down saying that pineapple goes on pizza. He's a Spider-Man fan. And he also prefers Ashanti's debut to Miss Alicia Keys' debut. That's right, folks. I'm talking about my guy, my friend from Canada, Mr. Kyle, representing You Know I Got Soul. Welcome to the line, sir. How are you doing? Hey, Derek. Everything's good, man. I love that intro. And like you said, we've known each other for many, many years now. So it's an honor to see what you're doing with this. And I'm just happy to be here today. Uh, well, thank you, man, for taking time out. So... You know, Kyle's a big R&B fan. I'm a big R&B fan. Shout out to Kyle's partner, uh, Thomas Leo, who, who I also hold in high regard. And so the album I'm going to get into, it really didn't make a lot of noise when it came out. It came out, I believe, my either my sophomore year or my junior high school. That's Myron Destiny from 1998. Now, Myron's big hit from this album was actually called Destiny, but it's actually a, you know, a very strong debut and Myron was from Cleveland he later moved to Philly signed with Island Black Records and Myron actually you know kind of got in the game by writing Tell Me for Drew Hill and he later went on to write Baby is Shores and If You Are Mine for Maya's debut so you know like most singers he got his uh, feet wet with his pen game so you know so I gotta ask Kyle because Kyle's a little bit younger than I am you remember anything about Myron from your childhood or this is the first you're hearing of them. You know, it's funny. I, I know of the song Destiny, Derek, and uh, I've always loved that song, but I, for whatever reason, never really paid attention to his album. And you just broke some news to me. I didn't know he wrote those Drew Hill records and Maya records. So that's super cool. And uh, like I said, I had never heard this album. And leading up to um, you asking me to do this, I went and checked it out just quickly because I knew we were going to be doing this today. I had to get ready. And man, a lot of great songs, which we'll get into. But yeah, I had no idea about what he had done. I just knew of that one song. Yeah, you know, he was one of those artists, um, and there's so many, they kind of got lost in the shuffle of R&B. You know, it seemed like, what I can recall, in the late 90s, they were kind of only pushing certain artists, but there were so many cats dropping quality music, and they would do like one album, and then they would, you, know, you would never hear from them again so i mean the list goes on and on but uh, yeah myron is one of those artists so you know we're gonna get into his album uh up first is we can get down yeah. <laughs> we can get down baby down 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 
really want to get to know you, baby Your body language is enough for me to feel Love that's in your heart and I know that it's for real Ooh, baby, you don't mess around I love the way we get down Another minute we'll be in you and me Loving you for days, can't you see that? All right, that was We Can Get Down from Myron, opening song to his debut album, Destiny, produced by Stanley Brown. Um, quality opener, uh, you know, like most albums, they would start out with an up-tempo track. Uh, not really single material, but it had a nice little groove to it. Definitely uh, 90s inspired. Later on in the song, Spinderella comes in for the standard uh, rap back in the day, but perfect way to start the album. Over to you, Kyle. Yeah, I'm with you. It's awesome just going back and listening to these type of songs because it really just takes you back to that time. Like this, this screams 1998, 1999. And uh, yeah, great opening track. I love that hip hop vibe to it as well that it brought. Curious to hear how Spinderella sounds on the, on her part, but I can only imagine. I'll go back and listen to it later. But yeah, I think it's a great opening song. All right, up next is So Fly. I don't know why I so fly. Just had to meet you. You seem like good people too. Can we go out sometime and then go back to your place of mind? I'm on my so fly. Gotta be so fly. Wanna be on my mind. I don't know why. That was So Fly, track two from Myron. And Kelly Price comes in later in the song on the backgrounds. But uh, yeah, so if you guys have heard this album, check it out. Another standard 90s track. This one to me comes off a bit as filler because the first one is kind of strong. and But it's good filler, though. You know, nothing wrong with filler. But it's definitely a filler track. One that he probably wouldn't have done live during the promo run. But uh, no complaints, you know, standard 90s up-tempo filler track. Over to you, Kyle. Yeah, I agree. It, it's kind of like filler material. I got a question here, Derek. How old was uh, 
Myron when he made this album? Do you know? Because the lyrics sound very almost like teeny boppy. You know, it has that type of feel. So do you know how old he was here? I'd say he probably was maybe late teens, maybe early 20s. Okay, then, then to me, then that would definitely make sense. It's probably not my favorite song on this album. Like, like you said, I think it's, it, it probably falls more into the filler side of things, but not a bad song. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is the big lead single, Destiny. Destiny, a beautiful song, very melodic, um, kind of in the vein of Cupid for me. Um, definitely a song that takes me back to, you know, in the springtime, just walking in the park with your lady. Um, you know, if you were of drinking age, you know, drinking a wine cooler possibly in the park or having a picnic, but sentimental, not overly um, mushy and nowhere near being a pop song, but just a beautiful, like, ballad that'll probably come across even better as an acoustic song stripped down with just a guitar player and like a piano player. Kyle, what you think? That's a good point on the acoustic part. I love the harmonies on this song. The beat kind of reminds me, I don't, I don't know if you agree with me on this, it kind of reminds me of that, that Montel Jordan record, uh, Get It On Tonight, not, not Get It On Tonight, what's the one that Devontae produced? Uh, uh, ah. What is yeah. that song? Uh, I can hear it in my head right now. Having a brain fart too. Um, ah. On tonight is that the song? Uh, nah. The. Yeah, girl, girl can tell me what's on tonight. Yeah. Yeah. What's on tonight? Where he died in the video. He was a cop. Yeah. It has a similar feel to it. Um, little, little more up tempo, I would say. But yeah, I mean, this was the lead single. I can see why they would have put this first fits in perfectly with, with, with what was just going on at that time. And it's one of those records that you can put on today and it just, it sounds great. It doesn't sound dated. Um, so no complaints for me. 
yeah, he um produced that and wrote that as well. All right, we're gonna keep it moving. Up next is Come Around. To love and once cherish each word you breathe. To love then but now gone, so fulfills my destiny. With you I was whole, you became my soul. Desire for you is strong. I don't know where we went wrong, nor do I want to let you go. But as we go our separate ways, we disregard to the past years, months, and days. I decide for me it's best if our memory fades with all the rest. To think of you with love anew would only bring me down. That's why I can't come around. See, everything I do reminds me of you, and I can't get you off my song for me um my only gripe with this song is um as i've said before and i'm i'm sure kyle will might have group my little caveat love r&b to the fullest but i hate when a song has too long of an intro and it kind of throws off the vibe of the song like i feel like the, the poem that started the song out was dope but he, he, he kind of should have put it before the song and then faded into the song instead of having it you know spliced in together kind of how um with intros classic slow jam come inside album version is great but that whole long intro where they're knocking on the door and going like you know it always kind of took me off like you know i let the guys know i interviewed them like yeah y'all should kind of you know split that and have the intro i mean the interlude and then you know started the song but yeah a dope song very um blues inspired you know myron was a writer as i mentioned and i could easily see um like a Will Downing or a Charlie Wilson, hell, maybe even a Luther singing this song because it has that grit, you know, when he's hitting the bridge part in it. So, yeah, dope song. Kyle, over to you. Oh, yeah, Charlie would kill that song. Um, the intro, one of my notes was that I really did enjoy the intro, but now that you mention it, having it as an interlude probably would have worked a little better just because 
if they were gonna do an interlude, I would have liked for them to immediately get onto the song, but I know in the beginning, the beat rides out for a bit. Um, I would say that, I mean, I have, I have to hear the bridge again, but if Myron can execute that bridge and maybe you can confirm this or not, but if he can execute that bridge and take it home, like this, this would be a killer song. Yeah, and you know, I'm I'm kind of like you know a lot of a lot of people we know whether it's George Littlejohn, Ed, or Tom. You know what what I do is, whenever I hear a song, I usually think about how it would sound yeah. live, and a song like a song like this would kill live because I could even see it to where um you know he has the band up on stage, it's kind of you know he he does the spoken word intro, then it fades to black and then it comes in and that's when the band comes in with a long interlude because I mean the entire song itself is five minutes and 47 mm. seconds it's, it's the longest song on the cd and that whole poem intro like it just takes you out of the song i mean dope intro like i said it works but it kind of you know kills momentum a little bit all right we're gonna keep it moving up next is see you cry Whoa. see you homie that was uh see you cry another bluesy grown man track and what i like about this cd is he could have kept it um routine and you know just had ballads or like up-tempo stuff but he's really showing his range you know from a production standpoint and from a writing standpoint and this is another song you know as come around that i could see you know a grown man a singer who's a bit more up in age than, you know, Myron singing the song, but, you know, it just has that grit, that, you know, yearning for your lady, you know, in the song. And his second CD, the one that followed this, was more like neo-soul-inspired. And I think what he was going for, he was trying to show us that, you know, he's R&B, but he's also, you know, earthly and spiritual and bluesy. So, yeah, I mean, good track. Over to you, Kyle. Yeah, I would say good track. I really like the chorus, very smooth. And I like that throughout this whole album so far, he's singing with so much conviction. Um, 
you don't get that that much these days. But uh, I mean, this is a great song as well. Um, I'm really curious because Derek, I'm such a sucker for bridges here. I got to go back and see what he does with the bridge here as well. All right. Now we're going to get into the um, what I think is probably one of the strongest four song runs of 1998 from a okay. artist. So, I mean, that's just my opinion, but yeah, it's ballad, slow jam. So, I'm going to let you guys hear this, and Kyle and I are going to chop it up over these next four songs. Up first is So Damn Much. Another uh, written and produced song by Myron. Yeah, man, it takes me back. Now, this joint right here, man, you know, it hits on so many layers right now. And I mean, I like to tie songs to personal memories. Like, you know, here, hearing this song, you know, it reminds me of we weren't together at the time. You know, we hadn't even met yet, but uh, my wife. And, you know, when we first met, you know, we were living not together yet, living a ways, kind of borderline long distance and just like, you know, talking on the phone and you want to be with your significant other. And, you know, the song starts out, you think it's going to kind of be like a generic sexual inspired slow jam, but he keeps it um very uncrass. Like he doesn't take it, you know, where he could have taken it. You know, he's really yearning for his lady love. You know, he wants to be with her and you know it's implied of course they're probably involved in a intimate sex relationship but he doesn't even bring that up so yeah great song over to you Kyle you know what when I listened to this song the first thing I thought of was man can you imagine if Drew Hill or Cisco by himself sang this song like it would have been insane like I love the song Myron did his thing on it but that's the first thing that comes to mind is man especially when you get to that chorus imagine Cisco just crooning away there yeah, like, yeah, the dude was, right? uh, dude was slept on, man. Um, all right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next is Heavenly Girl. Heavenly Girl, where did you come from? Heavenly Girl, 
song now this is a song where where he doing this live i could easily see this being a concert song where he pulls somebody on stage and he would perform this and then go right into destiny like it's almost like it's a companion song to destiny and another song that would sound great done acoustically over to you kyle yeah uh melodically i love the choice here it has a very heavenly feel to it and I just love records like this, man. The vibe of it. Um, he sounds great. And it's just one of those songs you can just put your headphones on and just let it ride. And you're just you're just in that zone. So great, great song. And like you said, Derek, you're two for two so far. The, the one before this was great. And this one's good as well. So I know the next one's going to be great, too, because I, I, I'm very familiar with it now. Over the last couple of days, I've been listening. So you're going to be three for three so far. But uh, yeah, this one's a great one, too. All right, up next is um, My Wedding Song, um, written by Sean Stockman from Boys to Men, and that's Give My All to You. I had a few things that I want to say.
wish I could have one play. Yeah, as I said, man, that was my um my wedding song. My wife and I shared our first dance to back in 2008, and the first time I heard this song, like really heard it when I was in my 20s before I met my wife. You know, I said this is gonna be my wedding song. I, you know, Kyle, Tom, Ed might all be surprised that I didn't have a new edition song for my <laughs> wedding song, but this train right here, this is a song like I often say that's better than some people's entire catalogs. I mean, Sean wrote the hell out of this song and Myron just came through with the vocals and there's like a when he hits that bridge later in the song like yeah can't say enough about this song this is probably my favorite song on the album over to you Kyle yeah Derek so this is one of those songs when you get an album and this comes on and and normally when you listen to an album you want to go from start to finish but this is one of those songs that you have to hit repeat on and listen to it and just capture all the nuances and um this to me when i listened to the album was the standout such a great song i didn't even know sean stockman wrote it i just knew it was a great song and it makes sense now that i listened to it i can hear sean and his writing so great one right here yeah and you know speaking on sean i mean it's just a testament to his um pen game i mean the boy's making sing anything but like it's just like he gave the song away and like, Myron knocked it out the park and I really would have pushed this as a um, single, especially right around um, Valentine's Day because this, this easily could have crossed over to um, the pop charts the same way All My Life, Kenny Lattimore is for you. Like it is, it is a wedding song. It just has yep. that vibe to it. Yep. All right. So, you know, folks and got married and you know, they didn't moved it up. So, you know, Myron had to get a little, get, get a little bit nasty you know, for the wedding night. So up next is Hit It. I know that you want it, no man. I see that you win it. Of your loveliness, you're a multitude of style and class. You hide behind your attitude, but you know you like to throw that back. Baby, don't change. I love to you calling out my name. You know it ain't a damn thing. All the things we do in the dark, no one can ever tell. That was Hit It by Myrene of the standard panty dropping slow jam that dominated the 90s. And again, you know, what I like about this song is that Myron doesn't take it overly crust. I mean, you know, it's it's sensual, but it's still mature and, you know, grown man. Like, you know, he never ventures into 
R. Kelly territory. You know, he keeps it his own style, you know, simple, simple song. So yeah, cool. Cool one on me. Over to you, Kyle. Yeah. Derek, simple song here. I like because you're not gonna follow up. It's impossible to follow up with Give My All to You. It's impossible to follow up to that song, but I felt like this is a good one. Takes it up a little bit of a notch with the sexual content, but like you said, it doesn't go too far. And I think it's just an enjoyable listen. So great, great song right here. All right, up next is East Side Girl. girl and another album track but unlike uh, track two so fly this is an up-tempo track that actually works um has a nice just philly soul vibe to it before philly soul kind of took over like i'm hearing the song and again you know i can just picture this dude singing this song on stage and he has his band in the back just grooving this is probably a song that would have benefited from maybe having an MC appearance, maybe like a comment or a black thought, because that beat just like I could easily see one of them hopping on, and you know something like that could have easily been serviced to a uh, urban radio and kind of got you know dudes feeling that. So, yeah, that strong album track, uh, nice little groove to it. Over to you, Kyle. When I listen to this song, like, this is not my favorite style of R&B but I really like what he does with the hook here. Throughout this whole album, I've, uh, he, he's definitely kept it smooth, which I really like. Um, and, and now that you've mentioned maybe a rapper being on it, I can see that. I can see Common definitely being on this track and, and, and adding a different flavor to it, but I like what he did with it. Really, actually, that hook is very infectious, and I can still hear it in my head, and that's always a good thing. So good song right here. Yeah, like I said, you know, one of the joints that would definitely, um, like, the band would probably kill this song. Like, you know, just this right here is probably his, 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 his opening song or his closer, you know, and then Destiny to be the encore, you know, at his shows. Oh, yeah, for sure. All right, we're going to keep it moving. Up next, You're My Everything.
sending this overseas. songs that are that's going to be on repeat but you're not going to mind it if it comes on you know in your cd player i guess that that's what it was at the time or in the car it's just one of those tracks that you vibe to um you don't really think too much about it has a nice melody the chorus is catchy like you said and um you know every album has one of those and so this this is just exactly that up next is angel Are you really here with me? Cause I feel 
Did heaven send you to my life? For so long it's night and day I prayed someone like you would come my way Believe me, I'd follow where you lead Never let you stray from you Listen, cause it's written in my melody Right, that was Angel by Myron, and I'm going to see if Cal agrees with me. All right, mind you, this song is in 1998. Seven years later, you know, after Mr. Bobby Valentino, as he was affectionately known at the time, drops a song called My Angel. Now, here, hearing this song, I got like Bobby V, has, as he's known now, vibes instantly. It seems like it's a song that Tim and Bob are produced and that Bobby Valentino would sing or Bobby V, whatever you want to call him. Uh, where it goes after the intro, like it's a little bit all over the place for me personally. I get what he was um, going for, but as far as the ballads go, this is probably a ballad filler track. Kyle, what you think? 100% with you on the Bobby V comparison here. This does sound like something Bobby V would do. In terms of the track, I would agree. I would say that he had stronger ballads on this song. Based on the track list, I believe this is one of the last songs on the album. I personally wouldn't have put it at near the end. I, I feel like this is probably something better in the middle. Uh, but it's not a bad song. Uh, I, I think just the biggest takeaway from this is just that it makes you appreciate some of those earlier ballads on the album. Yeah, and um, before we get to the last song, which is the Destiny remix, listening to this, listening to this album with you and you know talking shop. If he were to just tighten up the sequencing a, a little bit, I mean, it's this is still a great album, but uh, this could almost be like a conceptual album where he's telling his story on how he met his spouse I mean in my opinion you know ended it with um, give my all to you like you're telling the entire story if you would just kind of move around the sequencing on some of the songs but that's just my you know one sided humble opinion alright right. <laughs> we've uh, reached the end the last song is a standard remix you know they would have on albums and that's the Destiny remix produced by the one and only Mr. Chucky Thompson it's right here, it's for you. You know how we do. We keep it smooth. Keep it real smooth. It's Destiny Remix. Don't knock it till you've tried it. Tried it. I got this beat, won't you ride it? Don't know why you'd wanna fight it. Don't fight it. Change your mind once I'm inside it. I could be the one, the one if you choose it. Don't sleep on it, girl, just do it. I'll show you how to use it. Stroke by stroke, I'll take you through it. You're me, 
That was the Destiny Remix produced by Rashad Smith for Tumbling Dice Entertainment with my man Chucky Thompson. Now, you know, usually back in the day, if the remix was on the album, they would just throw a rapper on there, change the beat up, and it'd be the same song. A lot of times it'd be throwaway. But I commend Myron for actually changing the lyrics up, changing up the vibe of the song. Um, you know, no need for rapper because it's almost like it's a totally different song. So shout out to Myron for actually having a quality remix, you know, to, to close his album out with. Over to you, Kyle. Yeah, um, it, it was very standard in the 90s for people to do remixes. Uh, that, that was part of R&B. I will say that I do enjoy the original 10 times more than I do this remix. But I think we have to remember the time that we were in when this album came out. So you have to understand wh what they were trying to do with the production. So I can't be too mad at it. I love the original. This one is just okay. I probably wouldn't really go and listen to this one. But if it came on, again, I'm familiar with the original. So I wouldn't mind the remix. No doubt. All right, Kyle, let me get your uh, top three and a final letter grade. Ooh. So at number three... I'm going to go with, well, this is a tough one here. I, I'll probably go with Heavenly Girl as my, you know, I'll go with So Damn Much as my number three. My number two will be Destiny. And my number one will, of course, be Give My All to You. I think that's an amazing song. I'll probably listen to it right after this. <laughs> All right. What's your final letter grade? Um, I would give this... This would have to be a B or a B plus. This is a very, very solid debut. I'm just trying to think right now in terms of singles, what other songs would have worked as singles. I mean, Destiny is a great one. Give My All to You, like you mentioned, was another great one. But I'm just trying to see, like, what else could have been a single? Um, I know that I think they pushed We Can Get Down a little bit. Right. Yeah, that sounds like a 90s single that they would have put out but um i'm just trying to think like what would be a standout like a big big hit uh destiny give my all to you and uh i could probably see so damn much maybe working as a single but i'd probably have to have a um do a remix you know for the single but mm -hmm. that way like like hearing that song i kind of got um jodeci Fiending vibes, just with yep. the whole missing you thing, like, and I could see um, Devontae just like doing something crazy with that, you know, for a um, remix or hell, even um, Static, rest in peace. I mean, I could see Static doing something crazy with that back in '98, just to give it like that. I miss you and I need you back, vibe. Yeah, and and I, and I think it would really. Um... I think the music video for So Damn Much would be what really sells the song. Because the song is great, but 
you know, in the 90s, you needed to have a great music video. So if it had that, maybe, maybe it could have worked. All right, my top three are um, number three is I'm going with a two-way tie, and it's going to be So Damn Much and Heavenly Girl. Uh, number two is Destiny. And number one, of course, is my wedding song, uh, Give My All to You. I, you know, and I, I put so many people onto that song. Like, you know, even before, even before I met my wife, you know, I would just play it. I'm like, yeah, this will be my wedding song. And people just kind of knew, like, you know, it has a wedding song vibe. So shout out to Myron, wherever you are. Um, like I said, folks, he dropped another album back in 2003 called Free. And then the year after that, I believe he did like a live project where it was Myron, Bilal, and it was either Amel LaRue, Jill Scott. I know it was a female singer, but I can't think of who it was. And I think they recorded over in London. So if you guys can find that, check that out. So, you know, man, R&B was such a great time in the 90s. And a lot of folks um, just fell under the radar. You know, there's so much good music that you don't, you know, you don't know about. But, you know, thanks to, you know, sites like Tom and Kyle, you know, I got soul. And, you know, our friend Edward Bowser's soul and stereo and mine of using done, you know, it's all about letting folks rediscover quality music because there's so much good music out there. R&B is not dead. Oh, Final Letter Grade for me was a, um, a solid B plus. And it's like, so this is a great debut. I mean, 13 songs, at least only two are filler, but even his filler is quality, you know, music. So shout out to Myron once again for this fire album. It's cool, cool. All right, Kyle. So, you know, I got to ask, um, two questions since you're over you know in canada what's the best poutine spot you can let recommend to folks you know if we ever get a chance to go to canada once you guys open the border back up oh man well uh, for those that don't know what a, what a poutine is it's uh it's french fries with gravy and cheese curds it's one of the greatest things on earth uh the best spots to get it honestly derek i'm not the right person to ask for that but um, there are a couple of great spots um, in downtown Vancouver. Um, Smokes, I think, is what it's called. That's a great place. But honestly, the, the best uh, poutine you can get is in Montreal, which is like on the other side of Canada. But I mean, if you in anywhere in Canada, if you get a chance to try it, definitely uh, just go wherever and get it. it. It's all great. Cool, cool. And what um, give me two albums that you're feeling right now on the R&B landscape either old or new all right so i'll have to give a shout out and you'll appreciate this one derek so trey song's new album back home yes. amazing album this is an album that i've been waiting on trey to drop an album like this in a while so that's a new album that i'm really feeling an old one that i find myself really going back to um or i always go back to is play as cheer ceo album that's like my default response to anything i was just listening to that recently and Again, another album from top to bottom that you can just listen to, groove to, and love. Even the interludes are fire. So those two albums, that's what I'm listening to right now. All right, I got to go with, um, yeah, I got the tray on um, repeat. I mean, yeah. as, as you mentioned, like, you know, in your, um, you know, on your site and just in, you know, casual conversation with you, the fact that Trey dropped an album before, Usher did, and you know we're all expecting Usher yeah. to just come out and kill the game in 2020. Like Usher better come correct, man. 
Because that Trey Songs is like, I mean, from top to bottom, is just on point. And again, you know, even his filler songs that are on there mm-hmm. are just, you know, better than a lot of old folks. So definitely Trey Songs back home. And something older that I've been revisiting, um, Special Generations, um, second album from 1992, uh, Crazy Production, Killer Slow Jams. It's very, very rare and hard to find. Um, luckily, I found it on eBay for like 15 bucks. Mm-hmm. but Steve Russell does some production, Gerald Levert, and um, Edwin, Nichols, Ed- Edwin Nichols. So if you guys can ever come across that, check that out. I want to thank uh, Kyle for, you know, dropping by to drop his musical knowledge with me. And you guys can follow Kyle over at, you know, I got soul.com and on Instagram, my brother, is there anything else you want to add before I let you go? Oh man. Well, I appreciate you for having me on this. It was a lot of fun just chopping it up with you and listening to some good R and B. And like I said earlier, I really, uh, I'm happy that you're doing this thing now in, in the R and B world with this platform podcast interview and all that. We've known each other for over a decade now, and and I know you're just as much of an R&B lover as I am. So it's always good to have more of us doing this. Um, Don't ever hesitate to reach out and ask for anything. I feel like if we're helping each other, you know, it it means we're helping the genre. And that's the whole whole goal of this is is to better the genre and promote it. So, um, again, I appreciate the opportunity to be on here and, you know, just keep me posted. I'd love to come back. And what do you guys have coming up um, Saturday for your next podcast with uh, Tom and Ed? Yes, yes. So, um, yeah, so on You Know I Got, so we've been doing interviews and all these great things over the past decade. And uh, over the last couple of years, we've been really trying to push our podcast. So we do a podcast with Edward Bowser from SewingStereo.com. And over the last few weeks, we've just been revisiting uh, years in R&B. So we started at 2009. We're going to be hitting 2001 on Saturday. We usually do it at around 8 p.m. on Instagram Live and YouTube. So check us out on there. We talk about some of the favorite or the best albums that came out of that year and some of our personal favorites. So it's good times. And Derek, we might need to get you on that once we hit the 90s. You're the, you're the 90s expert here. Yeah, 90s and the 80s. <laughs> well, all right, folks, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, hearing us up. And you guys know I always end up with a quote. And we're going to go to the book of the late, great Curtis Mayfield. Everything was a song, every conversation, every personal hurt, every observance of people and stress, happiness, and love. If you could feel it, I could feel it. And I could write a song about it. Curtis Mayfield. Until the next time, done out. Yo, what's up? This is Damien Crazy Lakes all from the R&B Group Guy. And remember, you're in the mix with Review and Done with my man, Derek. Check him out.